Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless as he talks to successful real estate professionals and ask them to share their best advice ever. From deal syndicators to wholesalers, flippers, property managers, pest inspectors, and everyone in between. It's the best ever advice and none of the fluff. Let's go. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm with today's guest, Peter Harris. Peter, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. Good to have you, and thanks for joining. Peter is very experienced in apartment investing. I actually know Peter really well. Um, I worked with him um, on my 168-unit apartment community that was acquired last July and he served as a consultant to me for about a year and a half. And you know, when I was starting to learn apartment investing, I, I read a lot of books. One of them he happens to be a co-author of, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies. And um, you know, really, really uh, got connected with him through that, and then you know, started working, been working with him ever since. Peter's background, and Peter, I'll let you go into this in a little bit more detail. detail but high level, you know, he has acquired over 20 million dollars worth of apartment communities, and currently controls over a thousand residential apartments uh, units. So with that, Peter, do you want to tell a little bit more about your real estate background and um, maybe something personal about you so we can get get to know you a little bit better? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, born and raised here in Northern California, San Francisco, and um, uh, went to school out here. Uh, let's see, uh, have a degree in applied physics, and I worked in that industry for about, uh, I guess, 12 to 13 years and got the calling to go into real estate full-time. That was way back in uh, 2004. So I've been um, doing real estate investing in apartments for about 10 years. And before that, though, I um, uh, was doing pretty well. And the friends of mine said, Peter, you ought to teach what you're doing. So that's how I started, uh, you know, coaching and mentoring. And then eventually I started a consulting company when I got knee-deep into large apartments and, and commercial. And, Joe, um, so I just found that, you know, um, the highest level of business is a business of serving. And for me personally, that's been my key to success is focusing on um, other folks being successful 
And that has, in some strange way, led me to become successful. Mm-hmm. So, so that's me. kind of, you understand that? Yeah, that, that reminds me of a quote. I think it's uh, Jim Rome or Zig Ziglar, but he says, service to many leads to greatness. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I've been doing, and, you know, life has been good ever since. Great. What, what's something personal about you? you know, maybe something that – I know you talked about your background, um, but what's something that maybe people might not know about you? Oh, let's see. Well, um, maybe what they don't know about me is um, uh, I like um, endurance sports. So I've done triathlons, marathons, half marathons, uh, road racing, mountain bike racing, some swimming, and uh, – these days, I'm knee-deep into the Spartan obstacle races. Oh, wow. And I uh, love uh, training for that. I'm 50, and uh, the average age is about half my age out there. Uh-huh. But when you get out there, there's so much energy, and uh, you know, it's just really incredible. I guess the, the one blessing is I get to do it with my son. He's uh, 20, 20, 26, 27, and I get to race with him for the, you know, for the first time. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope you both have good health insurance. <laughs> we do, we do. What, what, from an investing standpoint, and then we'll get into the best real estate investing advice ever, but from an investing standpoint, what's your focus right now? Focus right now is on uh, A-class apartment acquisitions, and it's probably the most competitive uh, category right now in apartments, and uh, I'm just very bullish on apartments these days because of you know what I believe is going to happen in the, in the years forthcoming, and and how the overall economy is going. I I, I really believe, Joe, that uh, you, you're just not going to be able to beat apartments um, in the next 20 years. So I'm doing my best to try to acquire A-class apartments and hold on to them, you know, long term to create uh, more wealth for my you know for myself and my family, and you know leave a legal leave a uh, legacy of. Uh, of charity and giving, you know, years down the road. And I have this dream of uh, providing for certain charities perpetually, meaning forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I can do that. Well, I know I can do that through um, apartment investing, but mm-hmm. it has to be the has to be the right investment. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much we'll do for ourselves, but then when we add another layer on top of that for helping others. And sir, you know, helping them reach their goals, it takes us to the next level. Mm-hmm. It sure does. You hit it right in the head. It sure does. And it's and it's fun too, Joe. You get to see people be successful and lives change, and and uh, it's very very fulfilling, very rewarding. So, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Well, as we um, as I as I thought about this question. I thought maybe you'd be looking for something more specific towards apartments. But the first thought I had was something that was more philosophical. So the best advice I can give anyone on investing in real estate would be something very simple, sometimes something they don't want to hear, but something very simple. Okay. It it has paid me dividends over the years, and basically it is uh, don't be greedy, right? Don't swing for the fences, right? So the home runs will come later. For now, just get base hits. And what I mean by that is to do uh, deals that are, you know, um, that are smaller and not too far outside your comfort zone. 
All right. You went uh, for a big deal, Joe, but you had a lot of uh, ad- advisors and counselors all around you, right? You, you were smart in that way. Some people are too proud for that. They will say, oh, I have a, I have a master's in this. I'm a Ph.D. I don't need any help. I can buy a 200-unit apartment building by myself. I can figure it out. Right. You know? and, then, and then they fail miserably, miserably. And I know this happens a lot because I'm a consultant and I get a lot of those phone calls. But um, uh, so they got greedy and they failed. So you, on the other hand, and I can attest to myself, is base hits are going to get you where you want to go. It's going to get you there uh, in a much uh, more direct path. But the best part, you will be around for a long time. And uh, a person I can think of that's the epitome of that is you probably have heard of him, Sam Zale. He's uh, one of the you know world's most famous real estate investor, mm-hmm. and uh, he founded um, you know a, a bunch of companies. But the company I watch, I look at, and just admire, is a company founded. It's a REIT, and it's called Equity Residential, and they're they're actually the largest apartment owners in the U.S. They have the largest REIT in the U.S. And um, before I was even into real estate, I used to be a fan of Sam Zell and how he um, took down properties. And I actually named my initial company after his company because I looked up to him so much. So basically, he started off really small, and he stayed focused. In fact, you know, I, again, I would say he's the epitome of focus. And the same, you know, so I modeled myself after him, basically, um, I only get involved in solid real estate opportunities, and I do very little speculation. My speculations are backed up with numbers. Numbers have to work. Area must be growing. Management has to be solid, and the property itself must be sound. Right. So those, Joe, are, are what I call base hits. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout the years, that's what I've been doing, and that's what put me in a really good, solid position as of today. What would you say to people who get impatient because I, I from I'll tell you from my personal experience you know I climbed the corporate ladder in advertising and was a vice president really quickly and you know my first syndicated deal was a 168 unit apartment community and um, the mentality that you know I have and perhaps some other best ever listeners out there have is um, while we don't want to rush and be sloppy we also want to be conservatively aggressive if that's even a term and that's not an oxymoron which it probably is um what would you say to that mentality well to that mentality joe you just described me (laughs) okay okay that's how i am and uh uh, way back when you know uh, 15 years ago 20 years ago i was the same way and um what uh what worked for me was uh, uh, hiring advisors and, and consultants and coaches and mentors. And that's exactly what I did. And uh, I didn't know to do this. They just happened to be in my life. And I look back, I go, wow, what got me here was, our, you know, I had a season of mentorship from a person that really anchored me and, uh, and helped me along the way from making these huge, disastrous, you know, um, mistakes. Right. right. Just one little phone call. Go, whoa! I'm glad I, I didn't. You know, I didn't see that. So anyone that's uh, anxious, the way you described, my my advice is to get a mentor, get a consultant, someone who's been there, done that, to help you. 
and uh, you actually get there a lot quicker and a lot safer than if you than if you didn't have that person. Yep. Well, I I wholeheartedly agree with that approach, and you know my my whole approach to anything, if I'm whether it's real estate or you know career or learning a new skill, is surround yourself with people who have successfully done that and learn from them. Then once you learn from them, take the action that they they take, and then you'll get similar results. It's you mm-hmm. know, pretty straightforward. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So okay. Believer in that. And again, I, I didn't ask for these people to come to my lines. They just kind of appeared. You know the saying, when the student's ready, the teacher appears? Right. And um, that's exactly what happened to my life. So then I look back and I go, wow, I really appreciate those people being in my life, you know, and uh, it was a two-way street, you know. I uh, I serve them in any way I can, and uh, they just, you know, in exchange, I was able to just to receive some of the wisdom, which, um, you know, saved me uh, years of heartache and probably millions of dollars. Yep. So, yeah. So who got the better end of the bargain? Right. <laughs> I think I did, even though I, uh, you know, even though I served them. Yep. So. What, what specifically on apartments now? Do you have any uh, best ever advice as far as apartments go? And you know, knowing that you've you've uh, done a couple deals in your day. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say I have probably more than one, and um, I would say uh, probably the the biggest one. From looking back and helping a lot of people do a lot of deals, and uh, I would say the biggest one would be the new investor. One hundred percent of the time, not ninety percent, one hundred percent of the time, they underestimate the expenses on the property. We, it's 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 impossible to be one hundred percent correct on the expenses, but a lot of times the expenses that they show me just are not realistic. And uh, so we'll put in expenses that we think it can run, and even that, Joe, ends up being not enough. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes when people come to me for, for help and, you know, they show me how their properties should be run, and I look at their P&Ls and their projections, and I go, you're, you're not going to hit your numbers because, you know, your expenses are not realistic because you left out one, two, three, four, or five. So my advice would be to, um, when you go in and you want to buy apartments, we can quantify the income, we can quantify the debt, but how do you quantify the expenses? That's the moving target, and that's where they need they get a lot of help and do a lot of research in, or else the property is not going to perform the way it perform. And my other, my second, my other, um, I guess you could say my second uh, or part two to this would be. You have to think uh, long term. You have to, right? So um, many of the deals that I've done, uh, I make the most money when in actuality, some people said, Peter, you should sell this property. I'm amazing equity. No, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to it. It's going well. It's performing okay. I'm going to hold on to it. And boy, am I glad that I held on to that property. Am I so, you know, incredibly happy. So it's hard to see into the future. But uh, one of my mentors, his name is Ron, he told me, Peter, I don't sell anything, right? So he's been investing since the 60s. And uh, recently, in 2011, he sold a property. So can you imagine, you know, over 50, 60 years, he hasn't sold a property. Wow. And, uh, and the reason why is by that time, he has, he has paid off all his properties. He has refinanced 
and pulled all the cash out, paid that off, <laughs> and now he holds the property getting free and clear. So he's wow. the only person I know that's a single owner of a portfolio properties, and uh, he makes a hundred thousand dollars a month. Only person I know, and uh, he has no partners. It's just him and his wife, and uh, he's just a down to earth um, guy, hmm. and um, you know, and he's never sold anything other than you know the properties he sold in 2011, and he even regrets that. Right. So, um, so when he told me that advice, I, I I didn't listen to him, and I went ahead and sold some properties, and I regret it. So, but after a while, I said, you know, I'm going to hold on to them. I'm just going to hold on to them. And then, um, yeah, I paid off the properties. And, you know, some of the deals I've done, some of the agents and other people said, Peter, no one has made money, you know, with these properties in these areas except for you. Right? And I, I go, okay, you know, thank you very much. It's not that I'm brilliant. It's that I held on to the properties. I listened to some really, you know, sage advice. Hmm. It's interesting. How do you know how uh, he financed those properties? If I guess it was if he didn't have investors, then it was all his money. You know, I didn't know. I mean, he he bought his properties in the '60s. Yeah. So I'm not sure how he bought them in the '60s. He must have been a really young guy. But he was like Sam Zell. Um, he he bought um, he just bought these base hit properties. Yeah. You know? And these um, you know he bought these, he actually bought his his best properties are in South Central LA. And he bought them a long time ago, and they're, you know, 100 units each. And he owes no debt. So you can imagine the cash flow now on those properties. Oh, I'm imagining yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's still involved with the properties, still involved with the property. He, he approves all the, all the leases. He talks to his manager daily. You know, so he's, he's involved. He loves the business. But... He just kept hitting base hits, base hits, base hits. Hmm. Then after a few years, um, the whole run came in a property that he paid off. And he refied it and um, and then took all the money out, bought some more properties, and paid off what he refied. Got so it. Now he's, um, and I think he's in his 70s now, 60s, 70s, and he's sitting sitting really well. Really well. Oh, good for him. Love hearing those stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready to enter into the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Best ever book you've read? Okay. The best ever book I read, hands down, is the Bible. It has to be. It has everything I look for in life, uh, everything I've been through, all the answers in there for myself, and I, I would not, Joe, be where I am today if it wasn't for the Bible. You know, plain and simple. So no other books, in my opinion, can compare to it. I mean, it's uh, it's a it's a great story of truths and solutions and ways to live and just uh, ways to you know uh, escape. <laughs> yep. The ways to find things, purpose, everything is in that book. So uh, that's that's the best book I've ever read. Okay. Best ever deal you've ever done. Best ever deal I've ever done. Um, that was not on the list you gave me, but um, <laughs> but I will <laughs> I, I I will uh, uh, share a deal with you. All right. So let's see. I have uh, actually uh, several. And uh, let's see which one should I give you. Okay. So I'll go I'll go way back. I bought a um, uh, apartment building in uh, in Arizona 
near the airport, right, uh, Phoenix Airport, where no one wanted to be, right? I even had uh, difficulty in getting financing for that property because um, I remember when I went to do my inspections for the property and I was by myself because no one wanted to do this deal with me. And so I stayed over by the airport by the property so I can check it out at nighttime. And I remember in the morning of the inspection, I got up early, I was excited. I decided to go for a run and I was gonna run by the complex too and just run in the area. I could not believe I ran by uh, drug addicts and prostitutes. I'm thinking, what in the world am I doing? Yeah. I, I didn't see this, you know, when I when I drove by the property initially, but why is this happening, near, you know, near the property, right? So I went ahead and um, I I, um, I found an investor who shared my vision, and we went ahead and we uh, bought the property. Did the uh, invest over the year? And, did the, inve- did the investor know about the drug drug addicts yeah, and prostitutes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. And actually, before we had time because no one wanted this property, so we had time to buy this yeah. this property. So I actually brought um, him out there with me so he can take a look. So he looked and uh, we said, okay, you know, uh, we're buying it pretty cheaply and we're taking kind of a uh, risk on a neighborhood. He thought. I didn't think it was too much of a risk because I can see what's coming down the pike, you know, city-wise in the neighborhood. So as soon as we bought it, I mean, you know, I, I can't say it was my brilliance. It was just, just, you know, perfect timing. The entire neighborhood decided to change, and the city had just changed their minds on where they're going to put the money to, to build up neighborhoods, right? So I was not only in the path of progress, I was the path of progress. It started right where my apartment building was. Um, so we bought it. Uh, the initial hiccup was um, it's the first apartment building I had where it was all uh, uh, the tenants were all Hispanic. I didn't know the nature of renting to them, and uh, I didn't realize that uh, you know if you don't do a good job of, in- of introducing yourself, they're going to vacate <laughs> and go to another owner who's Hispanic. And they understand the culture. That's what happened. So I had I had half the complex vacate, and everybody freaked out. You know, property manager, my investor freaked out, and then um, so we learned um, the culture. We got uh, we we hired a Hispanic manager. Everything um, calmed down, and then we were able to manage the place. Over the year and a half, we stabilized it. Um, we fixed it up, and then. Um, uh, not only did we uh, double our money, we nearly tripled our money, right? And we, we rode on the higher rents, and we rode on the, the printouts um, um, of the, the media was going in the neighborhood, and just the property value in that neighborhood just going up. Now, this was, um, you know, um, this, was, this was during the collapse, Joe. This was like, you know, the late 2000s. Mm-hmm. So for, for that to happen, that market was incredible. So I would say that's like our most incredible deal because when everything was collapsing, we were prospering greatly. Yeah. And um, we just planned it right, you know. You know what I attributed to was um, I was a big reader of trends and a big reader of, of what's actually going on. I started off reading the Wall Street Journal, kind of getting understanding trends and what's kind of happening. Then I focused in on Phoenix, and then I just had this feeling that this area was going to boom. There's one little pocket, and it did. And um, so we sold the property, 
and then we did we just continued doing um, uh, other properties and just the same way and we did we did quite well so just that one deal is catapulted you know into uh, you know we went we increased our unit count by let's see by about you know six times just because of that one deal hmm. so um, yeah so I would say that's probably um, you know one of my one of my greatest deals. So everything just happened right. We had hiccups, but everything just kind of happened right. Yeah, and it served as a foundation or a springboard for you to uh, scale out the business. Yep, exactly. And in fact, Joe, that was my first time where I had to raise investor capital. Well, good thing it worked out. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. I had a good feeling all along, good feeling. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, um, some people from the outside looking look at it as, as speculation, but I had enough evidence to say to say that this wasn't speculation. If it didn't pan out the way we wanted to, the property would cash flow as is and would be okay. But I was uh, really counting on what the city has been planning to do all these years, and uh, and they actually started doing it. You know, and and they started doing it. Actually, all my property was like the first street. Wow, how yeah. much how much did you raise for that deal? Uh, it was um, sixty seven thousand five hundred dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah, my first deal. Yep. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And when was that? Two thousand four. This was two. Let's see, two thousand I think three or something like that. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay. Two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Best ever success habit that you practice. Okay, best success um, habit ever practiced, I would have to say um, uh, I practice many. <laughs> so I'm a big believer in Jim Rohn, too, and, and uh, all those guys, and uh, Napoleon Hill. But I think uh, the best one I got from all those guys after applying, applying everything was focus, right? Focus, staying in one lane, finding what you're passionate about, and um, and focusing on that, you know. In fact, I think you know I have an acronym for focus. It's follow one course until successful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just have so much evidence. You know, I look at uh, people I look up to. You know, uh, Bill Gates, the guy who runs Oracle, Sam Zell, and uh, you know, I just I just kind of you know summed up that you know these guys are successful, and they're that way because they understand the power of focus. Right? Mm-hmm. And as, a, as an entrepreneur that I was and still am, it is it is difficult to stay focused because you have so much opportunity around you that you want to do and take down and acquire. But um, if I can, you know, look back of my most prosperous days and why things are working out today, it's because I'm focusing. I focus only on apartments, and even though um, you know I like to do everything commercial, I focus on apartments, and I found out. That you know, I want to do many other things, but I found that when you really, really become really, really good at, at, at what you do at one thing, and you become known for that one thing, then that's when other doors will open up for you to acquire the other things you always wanted. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, look at Bill Gates. He's known for uh, you know software things like that, but the other things he wanted to do. Like give all his money away and and start this uh, campaign of curing malaria worldwide and AIDS worldwide. That came 
because of his focus on software. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a big believer in that. Okay. Best ever internet resource you use when you're doing research? Okay. Um, uh, I would say for research, um, I start with uh, I start with Google, but um, I have a uh, philosophical answer for that to the best ever internet resource for investing. I would say is LoopNet, right? And the reason why is because, yes, Loopnet has the deals and it has some technical things on it, but it has one of the most, has one of the most important things we need as a resource, and that's people. Loopnet puts you in touch with people with the deal, and this is a relationship business. You know, real estate is a relationship business, and you have to learn how to nurture those relationships to get what you want. I love that. I, I've definitely seen what the advantages and the just the the fulfillment um, is whenever you reach out, speak to new people, go against um, what you might be mm-hmm. you know uncomfortable doing, and uh, just make it a point to call and meet with a new person a day, and then yep. seeing where that relationship goes. Um, yep. It's you know you never know. Exactly, exactly. Best ever quote. Best ever quote. I'm not sure who um, who has this one, but, you know, I tried to claim it myself, but uh, just some research has been, been around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I even, you know, I did a product with Donald Trump, and I have the quote on the on the back of the book. And uh, But I, I thought it was myself, but uh, I guess not. But... Anyway, the best ever quote is, life rewards action. That's my best ever quote. And the reason why I say that is, uh, in, in my life, personally, I found that, um, you know, talk is cheap, right? I discovered that when you want to measure something, measure yourself or measure other people, you have to base it on results, right? And not on intention or just merely words. So talk is cheap. You really have to understand that um, putting yourself at risk, you know, taking the action yeah. may be scary, but every single time, Joe, is worth it. Every single time. You know, you're not going to win every single time, but you grow every single time that you take action. You grow. So I see um, that life rewards action, but really, when you take a step back, life begins, you know, outside of your comfort zone. You have to take action. Right. So life rewards action is is something you know I live by, and I have it no no other way, no other way. That's great. What is the best ever place to reach you? All right. Um, the best ever place to reach me would be my website, and uh, it would be I'll give you my website if that's okay with you. Of course. And then my. Um, my um, email address. My website is theapartmentconsultant.com. All spelled out. Theapartmentconsultant.com, and uh, they can reach me at the at uh, Peter at theapartmentconsultant.com. All right, Peter at theapartmentconsultant.com. It's a long uh, spelling, but uh, that's how that's the best place best place to reach me. Okay, sounds good. Is there anything else we didn't talk about that you want to add? 
Oh, yeah. You have one here uh, that I thought about the longest. It's the best place you've ever visited. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Which, which, what do you think? My, well, mine is very short, very short. And the best place to visit is Moab, Utah. <laughs> All right. Moab, Utah. It's the mountain. It's the mecca of mountain biking. And I'll, uh, anyone that asked me this question, you know, best road trip you ever taken was the trip I took to Moab, Utah, and actually getting there. So it, everything you look for in a, in a bike ride is there. you got views. You're riding a 1,000 feet above the Colorado River, and uh, you have miles and miles and miles of the best mountain biking in the world, and it's right there, right there. Mm. And, uh, and the food there is like... You know, incredibly, incredibly awesome. So, yeah. so that's the best place to visit. So that's the first place in uh, where I ever have uh, ridden seven days in a row and wasn't tired. So, uh, and yeah, I think the fresh air, people there, it was awesome. So, all right, well, makes me want to. I I, I want to be there right now. I'm gonna make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks a lot, Peter. Much appreciated, and we'll talk soon. Okay, Joe. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.